God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me today. Today, I want to remind you that God has answers to all your questions. So you order dinner from somewhere and have them deliver it, and then the waiting begins. That's one form of waiting. Instead of ordering from the restaurant, you go to the restaurant and someone waits on you. That's another type of waiting. You plant a seed in a garden and you water it and you wait for it to grow. That's another type of waiting. What are you waiting on today? Or who are you waiting on today? What do we do in the waiting? How do we wait on the Lord? If you are challenged while waiting for the promises of God to come to pass in your life, this episode may give you some insight. Give a listen. A couple of years ago, I took a vacation up to Morro Bay, California. I drove north on the 101 highway and then turned onto the Pacific Coast Highway. Along this 17-mile stretch of road is a scattering of the remains of volcanic peaks. If memory serves me, there are seven of them ending in Morro Bay Rock. They are not mountainous, but some of them rise up hundreds of feet above the highway. They are beautiful. When I left Morro Bay a couple of days later, my plan was to drive up to a park near one of the peaks but I got lost and ended up on a relatively deserted road out in the middle of nowhere, about a mile from one of the peaks. I found a turnoff along the road where I could park my car in the shade of a tree. Across from me was a beautiful meadow with that volcanic peak directly across from me. There were other smaller ridges on either side. There were trees scattered here and there. The scene was simple but beautiful. While I sat on the trunk of my car, staring up at the volcanic peak, less than a dozen cars drove by. It was quite peaceful. At the time, I was learning how to be quiet with the Lord. And in this quiet place, and in my quiet heart, I yearned to hear his voice. And I waited. And I waited. And I waited. For over an hour, I sat and prayed in the Spirit and opened my heart to hear whatever the Lord might want to say to me. Quiet time with the Lord may be just that, quiet. But in that still moment that came over an hour later, the Lord spoke to me. Now you know how to rest. This was the beginning for me of learning how to be still and quiet and in one form, wait on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord has multiple benefits. As I have studied the scriptures recently, I have come to see that there are a number of different things that we are to do as we wait upon the Lord. So the question arises, how do we wait? In the dark, in the light, in victory or in fight, I will wait on you. Entwined with you like fine lace, not letting go of your embrace. I will wait on you, tending to your heart as a garden, so that my heart will not harden. I will wait on you. In the silence, in the quiet, I find a space where all my fears and woes you replace. 
I will wait on you. With my eyes and my heart unto you I will look. I will seek out treasures found in your holy book, so I will wait on you. As I have studied the phrase wait on in reference to the Lord, I found out there were four different Hebrew words used in Scripture. Each one shows us the how of waiting on the Lord. The four aspects of waiting on are to be braided together with the Lord, to keep him as a garden, be silent before him, and scrutinizing him with hope and patience. Let's take a look at these verses to gain an understanding of the process of waiting on the Lord. I'm going to start with one of my favorite verses in Scripture, which is Isaiah 40:31. This was one of the very first verses I ever memorized. It's something that I needed then and still need today. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The Hebrew word used for wait upon in this verse means to braid together. A very simple illustration of this would be to interlace your fingers into the fingers of someone you're walking with and hold hands. It's not a simple clasping of hands, but an interlacing of fingers. It's a bit more intense connection. With God, this would be an interlacing of our hearts. How close are you with God? How much effort do you put into connecting yourself with him? How much time do you spend in reading scripture and praying or just being quiet with him? We find another illustration of this in the book of Ecclesiastes in chapter 4, verse 12. And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Here in Ecclesiastes, perhaps the wisest man to ever live, Solomon, tells us that a threefold cord is not easily broken. Take three strands of rope and weave them together, and they will become stronger. And that's exactly what Isaiah 40:31 tells us. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. The word renew is translated change ten times. And this is written as a continuous action. When you are braided together with the Lord, you become stronger, and then you sprout wings like an eagle, and you soar above all your problems. It says you will run and not be weary and walk and not faint. So it's time for all of us to entwine ourselves with the Lord. The next word translated wait upon is found in Psalm 59 verse 9. Because of his strength will I wait upon thee, for God is my defense. In this verse, the word keep has been translated from the Hebrew word shamar. Its first use is found in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. So what is it to dress and keep a garden? The Hebrew word translated to dress is used 290 times, but it's only translated to dress twice. 227 times it's translated to serve, 
Adam's job in the garden was to till the soil and watch over it, keep it, or pay attention to it so that things grow. I've heard the humorous remark about paying attention is that it's too expensive. But it's way more expensive not to pay attention to our responsibilities. So if the heart of God was a garden and you were given the responsibility to dress it and keep it, how fruitful would it be according to you fulfilling that responsibility? One of the most foundational principles in scriptures is you reap what you sow. In any relationship, as the saying goes, we get out of it what we put into it. But when we sow in love and faith, God multiplies what we do. We cannot let the busyness of life distract us from our first love of our relationship with God. If we want fruit in our lives, we must tend to the garden of God's heart. In the context of Psalm 59, verse 9 tells us of God's strength and that he is our defense. That sounds like a relationship worth sowing into. The next verse we will look at is in Psalm 62, verse 5. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. Here is the type of waiting on that I have been endeavoring to learn. The word wait here means to be silent, learning to be quiet. To be silent before the Lord is an act of humility coming before his majesty, even with confidence and boldness, because we know we've been made righteous by the blood of Jesus, does not negate the need for our reverence of the Lord. And at times, instead of making a request of him, we simply sit at his right hand and be in silence. Being in his presence should be enough to enthrall our hearts Quietness and stillness, as my example at the beginning of the podcast reveals, brings us rest. Rest is a great weapon against the busyness and insanity of life. When we stand in rest, the strongest winds will be but a breeze about us. We will be like the rock of our salvation. We will be like unto our God. This verse further teaches us that we wait with an expectation from him. It's like ordering that food from a restaurant. You wait with an anticipation of enjoying the food. When we pray to God, we are to do so with an expectation that our prayers will be answered. Otherwise, why should we pray at all? If we don't expect God to show up, we're just bumping our gums. But God is faithful. He hears our prayers of faith. Our prayers should not be shout and run about without. We walk in faith. The last word translated wait upon we're going to look at is found in Psalm 145, verse 15. The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. There is a saying, the car goes where the eyes go. Where are your eyes focused? When kids go out trick-or-treating and the door opens and they see a bowl of candy in front of them, their eyes wait upon the hand of the person holding that bowl, waiting to receive. I've been at festivals and such where someone is throwing out gifts to the audience. I always endeavor to make eye contact with the person throwing out the gifts, 
hoping that my visual engagement will bring a gift. How do we engage with the Lord? Do we look towards him or do we look towards other things to be our supply? If we are not engaged with the Lord, we partially tie his hands. He wants to be our supply, but if we are looking elsewhere, he meets a roadblock, a fearful or a hard or a scarred heart. What is blocking you from fully trusting God? As my examples in the beginning of the podcast mention, there are many moments in our lives where we are waiting on something. What do we do in those moments of in between one thing or another? We're waiting, and where does our mind go? When we are not engaged in one task or another, and our mind has a million directions it can go, where does it go? Hopefully now you have some new weapons in your arsenal to renew your mind so that your strength is renewed and you mount up with wings as eagles and run and not be weary and walk and not faint. So while we're waiting for Christ to return, which is another form of waiting, we need to engage with the Father and wait upon Him. My soul with Him I entwine, watching so our hearts align, staying in silent peace of mind, my eyes to Him I confine. I recommend that you memorize the verses from this episode. They are the tools you need to help you renew your mind and walk in victory and strength. Thanks again for listening today. If you have any comments, please visit me on my Facebook page, Yesterday Ended. And if you have any prayer requests, you can leave them there or contact me at dmdobbin at sbcglobal.net. God bless you.